Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Welcome to the breakfast show. According to research by Harvard Kennedy School, there is a significant gender gap in venture capital funding. Even though to begin with, women are underrepresented as entrepreneurs, they receive a disproportionately small share of VC funding, 2.3% for all female founding teams. But in another piece of research by BCG and Mass Challenge, it found that women-led companies in climate tech generate higher returns on investments compared to their male-led counterparts. Recognizing the notable success of women leaders in the domain, one early-stage venture capital firm has strategically allocated a significant portion of its capital to female-led portfolio companies, 43% to be precise. With COP28 this week, we delve into the impactful contributions of women to the success of climate tech and the valuable lessons companies can glean for a more sustainable future. So let's welcome onto the show Rod Bristol, CEO of Investable. He's also the Australia Funds Board member and Singapore Funds Board member. Hi, Rod. Good morning. How are you, Ryan? Doing great, Rod. Thanks for joining us. And also on the line, we've got Sarah Moore, Investment Analyst for Climate Tech at Investable. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, how are you? I'm doing great. Now, let's start things off with Sarah first. And talk about that stat. It suggests that women-owned startups generate twice as much returns on investment. Sarah, how much can you speak to this from your investing experience? I think that generally, it depends, I guess, on startups generally, but... Yeah, there's a good there's good evidence out there to indicate that women-led startups can generate, I guess, a stronger return on investment for sure. Um, and we see that, I guess, with our founders as well. There's just a general different from men. There's maybe perhaps more cautious, cautiousness with the way that women spend an approach, I guess, investment. But between the two, yeah, generally, it's a different approach. Yeah, I suppose there are different traits in general that can help women-led companies do better, especially in climate tech. Now, let's talk about what more can be done to bridge the gap. We talked about how female founders sometimes find it a challenge to get funding, but Investable is putting its money where its mouth is with a strategic allocation of 43% to female-led portfolio companies. How much does that help to foster inclusivity in climate tech, addressing some of the funding challenges faced by women? Helps. I think for investable, I mean, relative to the industry generally, we're from approximately 7% of venture dollars tend to go to women in the general industry for climate tech, and we're seeing closer to 43%, like you indicated. As to why we see that, I think it investable, I mean, it's a, sort of a somewhat a testament to the way that we invest. We use a specific sort of approach where we evaluate investment opportunities based on factors that sort of matter most to startups' long-term success. And I think as far as females go, there's just a different, it's a different approach in how they look at problems. It's bringing a different diversity of thought to some degree. And so we see that sort of translating through, particularly in the climate tech pipeline. All right, Rod, let's bring it into the conversation. I suppose we've got to take a step back and talk about why perhaps it's challenging for some women founders to find funding in the first place. Why aren't others doing more? I think that there's not one silver bullet, Ryan, I think, in response. So I think that there's a number of actions, positive actions that need to be taken to encourage VCs in particular, but also uh, later stage businesses following on post-VC to be investing in female-led startup businesses. And I think, you know, there's a lot of unconscious bias, Mm. uh, you know, some training uh, that VCs can undergo around how to overcome that unconscious bias to identify it firstly and then address it to ensure that the investment process is completely objective. That's really important. Our investment process, for example, uh, is quantitative driven. It leverages data extensively. And so to some extent, it looks through 
issues like gender to really understand the underlying technology that we're investing in. And, and I think removing that unconscious bias is important so that you don't overlook some really promising female-founded companies. Yeah, let's talk about that bias because you pointed out that some unconscious bias is lingering. Does that mean that they are perhaps unconsciously discriminating against female founders despite on paper them being able to perform projects doing well, but because they're female, they unconsciously discount them to my extent? I think that's potentially the case. I think, you know, when we think about our business more broadly, Operating a business that is representative of society is critical to future sustainability of your business model. And, you know, of course, a big part of representing society is about diversity. And that's not just gender diversity, it's diversity across ethnicity, religion, uh, you know, where you sit in the world. So it's a very broad topic. But I think bringing conscious thought to that is important in helping overcome any perceptual bias. I think there's also some work that needs to be done underneath that around making sure that there are systems, processes, structures in place to be able to encourage female founders to A, develop innovation and then B, be confident to bring that innovation and pitch that innovation effectively. So partnering with organisations that support female-led businesses, you know, industry events for women, actively seeking out female-founded companies and then providing support. I think there's a lot more that the venture industry can be doing to really optimise, you know, bringing forward great quality female-led companies. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, untapped potential and of course a lot of work to reshape the broader investment practices to help women get funding. Now we are in conversation with Rob Bristol. He's the CEO of Investable, an early stage venture capital firm and also on the line, Sarah Moore, investment analyst for Climate Tech at Investable. Sarah, what opportunities and challenges do you anticipate for women entrepreneurs in climate tech next year? How is it looking like right now? I think opportunities-wise, I mean, the climate tech space is growing actively, and so there's opportunities for everybody to get involved there. When we're looking at challenges, the biggest challenge is going to be the funding gap to some degree, and we've sort of addressed that so far in conversation, but trying to get more equitable access to capital for women is always going to be a challenge, and I think part of that, that's a symptom which stems from, I guess, being able to get in front of the right people in the first place. And so being able to get access to the right networks, um, being in the right inner circles can be really tough. And as Rod sort of mentioned there, it's for investors particularly, it's about finding ways to sort of go out and, I guess, look beyond the typical inner circles and find where these women are and what communities and as they come through the industry, um, how we can support them and things like that. So, Yeah, Rod, talking about support, um, I think this is where we can start talking about who can support them and this is where men can come into equation. Now, considering there is so much diversity of ideas, especially when you include women into the equation, how can men do more? Yeah, good question, Ryan. I, I mean, men obviously can play a crucial role in fostering a more inclusive environment by actively championing DEI initiatives, diversity, equity and inclusion. And part of that includes being vocal advocates for DEI principles within their own organisations. And that covers things like inclusive hiring practices, mentorship programs for women and underrepresented minorities, and also advocating for policies and making sure those policies are implemented to create a more equitable workplace. So there's some really tangible actions that can be taken there by men. I think men also can play a very positive role in actively challenging those you know, traditional gender biases and stereotypes that can hinder the advancement of women in, in bringing their ideas to market. And this can be as simple as just calling out discriminatory behaviour and then moving into more complex organisational things like making sure that there are equal pay and opportunities for everyone in the organisation, promoting and recognising women's contributions, 
For example, one of the initiatives that Investable has launched during this last 12 months is what we call the Investable Women's Network, which is a group of our founders and investors all working together uh, to be able to identify and uh, learn from each other in a really supportive environment to be able to bring forward great ideas. Yeah, lots of great programs um, that Investable is doing to help out the ecosystem. And you've got a pretty good investment track record as well. What lessons do you think other investors can take away from your track record, especially with female leaders, as they try to include more diversity in their investment strategies? I think the statistics are undeniable in terms of the great contribution that you know female founder-led and female founding teams or all founding teams that have female members. So, you know, the stats can't be ignored. You, uh, investing in, you know, male-only founder businesses obviously can work, but the numbers are really very robust around making sure that those investments are, you know, supporting female founders and our track record does demonstrate that. You know, our approach in doing the work that we do to overcome that gender bias has shown that more than 40% of our investments are going to female founders in our, climate, our global climate tech strategies. And so that's a, that's a demonstrable sort of measurement, I guess. You know, to continue supporting climate tech and diversity, we, we have brought on a number of very strong female leaders into our governance and investment team and, uh, you know, making sure that that continues to happen to really, you know, drive those figures even higher is a, is a big part of our thought process. Yep, so it can pay off in more ways than one to invest in women founders. We've been in conversation with Rob Bristol. He's the CEO of Investable, also the Australia Funds Board Member and Singapore Funds Board Member, as well as Sarah Moore, Investment Analyst for Climate Tech at Investable. Thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Great to chat. All right, stay Money Thank FM you. 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.